and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisselman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone. In this podcast, I would like to discuss how do we measure the quality of our lives when it comes to relationships? How do we experience ourselves when it comes to the most intimate partner of our lives, our spouses, our long-term partner commitments, and what do those relationships symbolize to us, what they do to us, and how we handle ourselves and how we show up in our relationships to our partners. I had another fascinating meeting today in my office with a couple that started off as an hour and wound up being a two and a half hour experience. Really deep, really meaningful. And of course, everyone walked away with something as very often they do in our sessions. And not only them, and even myself, I felt I learned something and, and inspired me to record this podcast. And one of the things that came up really strongly in the discussion between this particular couple was one partner was trying to convey as much as he could to his wife how much he has lived with pain over certain things in throughout their marriage, and yet he, he has not felt his wife really understood him, really had clarity of what he's been living with and how painful that was for him. And all the attempts he's made to share have either been met with resistance or with rejection, or as he liked to say, you are just cold. I just don't feel like you get me. And one of the things that we wound up working through in the session is one of the things I love about the work we do, which is establishing safety. And working through the safety in its own right allows for creation of a deeper, meaningful connection between the couple. And as they continue to imago through their feelings and their thoughts about each other and how they show up for each other in the relationship, what came up for them was this following dynamic. And if you think carefully about this, maybe you'll discover that this goes on in your relationship too. And it's as follows. He would share something very personal, make himself vulnerable, and then experience her as being cut off, removed, and disconnected from the feelings, the intense feelings that he was sharing. And he wondered why. And what came up for her as she got a chance to share her side of the interaction and as a recipient of the information from her, from her husband, what she came out with was that she came to see that the way he shared and the things that he shared was actually a really big trigger for her. And what it did is it, it activated in her her own reaction to what he was sharing. And therefore, she was not able to adequately show up for their interactions in the way he needed her, not because she didn't want to, not because she didn't love him, of course she did. And of course, she cares about him. But the reason she couldn't is because she would experience her own pain and her own sense of herself and of the relationship. As one of the psychologists that I absolutely love and I highly recommend, if any, anybody's listening to this podcast to, to get a hold of his books and read his materials or check out his interviews, um, you know, places such as YouTube, uh, his name is Dr. Dr. Gabor Tabe. Dr. Gabor Tabe is both a medical doctor and a psychologist, um, world-renowned psychologist at that, specifically related to trauma and the effects on the human body, how the emotional pain actually manifests itself physically in our lives. 
And he has this amazing line. He says, because we are all wounded, because we live with these childhood wounds of how our parents raised us, and then other wounds that we acquired along the way, they all become incorporated into our personality and who we are in our core. What winds up happening is that we don't interact with our spouses, with our partners, with our children, anybody who is near and dear to us in our lives. But instead, we're interacting with our own childhood wounds, our own injuries. So when I'm talking back to you after you share something with me, very often, if what the things you said to me are triggering to me, then I'm not really responding to you. I'm responding to my wounds. And if only my partner would understand that that is what's taking place for me, then many times we wouldn't get upset, irritated, or frustrated with each other within the context of the relationship because we would see each other for who we really are, which is human beings who have certain fragilities and who are just struggling and are trying to get it to, to make sense of the relationship, trying to build a connection despite all the obstacles that stand in the way. And that's why during the course of the meeting, during the session with a couple today, I told them that the quality of your lives will be defined by the quality of your relationship. And what's going to create a higher quality of the relationship is going to be how much am I willing to work on my own self-awareness and my recognition of what makes me tick. How do I show up to the relationship? Why do I react the way I do? Why do I respond the way I do? And if I'm not willing to put in that time, then really both myself and my relationship will remain a mystery to me. And I might think on some level in my mind that, okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or I'm in the place where I'm supposed to be in my life and my relationships, and I'll never allow myself to entertain possibility that I'm actually off. That is not where I should be. And maybe that's not even where I want to be if I'm totally honest with myself. And therefore, to be able to raise the level of the quality of the relationship, it would require going through the following steps. One, I would have to raise the level of my awareness of myself and what does the dynamic of my relationship look like? So many people who come to my office and even during the course of the first first to two sessions already begin to see how much many parts of their lives and most certainly their romantic relationship part of their life operates in autopilot. There isn't real ongoing consciousness. How I make my decisions, what makes me tick, what makes my partner tick, do I show up to the relationship in a way that fosters and engenders growth and connection, or do I just show up to something that is in a cruise control mode, just living out from a place of being reactionary and just kind of going with the flow and um, just making things move along without efforts to build a real deep, meaningful connection. And that's why um, I find that in the work that we do, it's, it's such a fundamental and such a, a crucial aspect of real success in relationships is establishing safety. Because what safety does is something fascinating. If a couple establishes real safety to their dynamic, what it does is it unlocks the real connection between them that they're longing to have. Safety unlocks the connection, right? Think about it. You show up to a job interview. How much are you going to share personal, vulnerable things to the person in the interview? 
Absolutely not, right? Why not? Well, for a few reasons. One is, right, besides that it's unprofessional, one thing I might say to myself is, wait a second, why would I share something that's going to make me vulnerable to that person? I don't want to make myself vulnerable to a stranger, right? And yet, when it comes to relationships, we allow ourselves to enter these deep, bonding, intimate connections without proper establishment of safety. How many times would I, would I hear in my office, couples going to come in, and they're going to say, well, I told him X, and now X has been used against me. I've told her this thing in the past, and now she's always, quote, unquote, holding it over my head. These things are taking place because safety was never truly established in a relationship. Now imagine, before sitting down to have a conversation with your partner or your spouse, next time, try this out and pose the question, how can I show up right now? That would help you feel safe to share with me what you need to share with me. Or if you're the one who wants to share something, but you're concerned whether your spouse will really make themselves available, whether your partner will really hold that space for you, you could say to them, I have a request I need to make of you. Can I please share with you this request? And please feel free to tell me no, to tell me that this doesn't work for you. And then you proceed and say, I want to share something with you that's very personal, you know, whether it's private, whether it's vulnerable piece of information. And then just end, end with the words, if I share this with you, can I also tell you what I need so that I could continue to feel safe to share more? And the typical things that I encourage couples to say is, you say things like, when you're going to mirror back to me, when you're going to talk back to me and repeat to me what I've said to check in with me that, we're really on the same page. Can you please do it in a way that you're making eye contact, you're speaking with a gentle tone of voice, try to repeat what I said to you without interpreting what I've said, without assigning to it automatically conclusions. I just want you to listen to me, or as we like to call this, can you please hold space for me? Can there be a place and time within which I'm not judged, I'm not criticized, I'm not examined, I'm not solved, this comes up all the time, is I don't want you to solve me. I don't want you to fix me. I just want you to hold space for me. Um, I'll end with this amazing analogy that uh, one of my teachers I've heard once share. Uh, what is the difference between empathy and sympathy, right? And simple, well, if, you're, if you're just having you know bar talk with somebody who is not versed in, in this language, I'll say, what do you mean? It's basically the same thing. It's trying to hear the other person. But the reality is that it's actually much deeper than that. Sympathy is my need for your problem to go away. And so I will do anything to make your problem go away. Whereas empathy is my choice to share in your stress. I'm choosing to leave my world and enter your world and fully take on whatever you're experiencing with no judgment, with no um, disputation, or looking for a way to challenge the things you're saying. I just want to accept and hold your world and be with you in your world where you are with no judgment. And that's why um, um, my teacher told me that uh, you know the phrases they use for these people who are sympathy versus empathy-driven people is somebody who's sympathy-driven approaches things with a mindset of save, solve, and fix. I'm going to save you, or I'm going to solve you, or I'm going to fix you, right? So I, I may come back from work after after um, a long day and running into issues with a boss or a coworker, and I try to confine you 
what it has been like for me. And you simply respond with, well, what did you expect? Or I told you you should handle it like this. And um, how does that leave me? It leaves me feeling like you didn't really care what I had to say. You just want me to go away. So you propose a solution as opposed to in the world of empathy, the way I would show up is share, care, and encourage. I want to share in your stress. I want to show you that I care about your stress and what you're going through. And I want to encourage you on your journey. I don't want to own your journey. I don't want to hijack it, but I want to encourage you. And that dynamic of sympathy and empathy plays out all the time in relationships. Next time you you want to make a conscious effort to notice how the dynamic plays out in your relationship, just pay attention to how you show up when your spouse or a partner approaches you and shares with you something that's going on in their lives and how they're dealing with it, how they're struggling through something and pay attention to how you respond. How do you react? Are you showing up and saying, hmm, that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing with me. Is there more you want to share with me? Oh, wow. I see that that was really painful for you. Is there anything else you want me to know about that? Is there anything I can do for you to help alleviate some of this pain? Um, right. Notice that tone versus, well, what did you expect was going to happen? Or I told you, if you only did this, you wouldn't have gotten the situation you got yourself into. Right. That is totally save, solve and fix. And in that environment, usually people only feel isolated, abandoned, sense of loneliness. And a big lesson that today the couple asked me actually to clarify, and I thought it was really worthwhile to share with all of you, is she actually said to her husband, so I don't understand, there are things that have happened in your life with people that have nothing to do with me, and yet it seems like you are claiming that I'm the source of your pain. I don't understand. How is that possible? How could I be source of your pain when you've told me a moment ago that it was other people who caused this pain to you? And this is where we got into a fascinating discussion with, with a couple where I should explain to them that actually, actually trying to explain to her that the reality is, is that her husband wasn't in pain vis-a-vis her because of uh, third parties that did something to him that he didn't like. That would make no sense. Of course, he cannot have a claim against his wife for something that the third parties did. I explained to her that what was actually going on is he was turning to her for comfort, for safety, for connection. And by her not being available the way he needs her, that is what caused him pain. And the fact that there was somebody in the background basically making noise, competing for his attention, and even though it hurt him the way, let's say, those people showed up in his life, but the pain wasn't as much from them as much as from her lack of availability. That's why, once again, the stress where I want to end this episode is to stress everybody that the importance of properly connecting, making the time to sit, no phones, no distractions, not in a total state of exhaustion, but to able to just sit down, look at each other and say, I want you to be able to share with me anything that you feel is weighing on your heart, on your mind, that you would want to share with me. How can I show up to this conversation? that you would feel safe to share with me. If we just even start with that, that would go such a long way to allow couples to establish a real, deep, meaningful connection. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.